Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina and that is Christina Ross. Christine, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to get into this book um, and this interview with Christopher. It is explosive. There's a lot of uh, new revelations that we weren't aware of. So I'm excited for us to break it all down with him. I know there's so much to get into. It sounds like it's going to be a fun episode. Definitely. All right. But before we get to all of that, let's check in with our royal viewers to see what they had to say about last week's show. Kicking it off with Linda, who said, it's wonderful seeing all the royal family together at the double christening. There is nothing more powerful and strong than a united family. God bless all the royal family. Of course, this was uh, the queen attending the double christening of her great grand great grandsons. Um, and this was one of her first uh, public appearances since uh, being a bit under the weather. Yeah. And, you know, it's so true that these events that bring everyone together are so special. Mm -hmm. I think especially as the queen has been ill, I'm sure they've been so worried about her. So it's nice that they could all get together and and share something special. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Next goes to Wanda says Megan looks beautiful and joyful on the Ellen show, just as she did on the New York Times deal book interview. You can tell she is not only surviving, but thriving in her new life. It is truly wonderful that she and Harry have created a happy family life together in Montecito with Archie and Lily, despite the rocky road of stepping back as senior royals, it was worth it to gain their freedom. She definitely does look a lot more relaxed and um, a lot more at ease and very happy. She does look really happy. I think she's really comfortable in this role that she's carved out for herself. Mm -hmm. And I think she, you know, now that she has the control that she wants, she's able to, you know, be more herself and really relax into her, into her you know, personality. Definitely. And finally, Linda says, why not stay with his brother? The security is already there. And I don't think things are as bad between them as the media makes it out. How can anyone know what the whole truth is? Good point. We have no idea what the entire truth is, but I don't know. This was in regards to the reports that saying that um, William may or may not stay with Prince Harry when it comes over to the U.S. next year for the Earthshot Prize Awards. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing they're probably not going to stay together, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, I think I think if in the unique event that the awards are in L.A., it would be a different discussion. I think right. we definitely have to find out where they're going to be held because it's not an easy commute, you know, to New York. <laughs> very, very true. All right. 
right, well, let's get to our Royal Roundup and kick it off with Prince William, who opened up in a short film about his mental health struggles while working as an air ambulance helicopter pilot. Take a look. People want to protect their families, their loved ones from, you know, horrendous and horrible and very sad things. But you're leading two different lives and you're blocking your loved ones out from a very important part of who you are and who you're becoming. Now, this is not the first time that William has spoken out about mental health. This has been a big uh, passion of not only his, but Kate's and also Harry's over the years. And uh, he sat down with a couple of people and really opened up about the struggles that he went through while uh, working as an ambulance helicopter pilot. I think it's so special that he's had this unique experience, you know, that he volunteered to be an air ambulance pilot because now he is really able to relate to these people and to their struggles. Mm -hmm. And it was really moving listening to him tell the stories of, you know, the, the experiences he had, the calls that he was on. Mm -hmm. He spoke a lot about teamwork as well and working with his fellow crew. And I think that really um, humanized him in a way to the people Mm -hmm. that he was speaking to. And this was aired at a symposium about um, for you know for first responders and it spearheaded a campaign to provide more support for first responders mm-hmm. and I think his experiences really you know may might make someone feel like what I'm feeling is normal and right. common and I can get help yeah no I mean he, it was interesting you know he said that he witnessed so much tragedy and then when you go home you kind of got to shut it off and you don't really want to burden your family with everything that you kind of went through but he said you know it, it is you should talk about it it's it's better to talk about it rather than kind of keep everything inside. So definitely, like you said, it's uh, a way for people to relate. You know, the Royals are going through something that you're going through and it's totally normal to feel that way. So definitely a a good look for Prince William. Um, But he was under a little fire this uh, this past week after making a comment about population effects on wild habitats in Africa. Now, he made these comments at the Tusk Conservation Awards in London on November 23rd. He shared with the assembly that there is a growing hazard on the content of Africa wildlife and wild spaces as a result of human population and that it was causing a huge challenge for conservationists as it does the world over. So why did people take issue with this comment? You know, I think why they took issue with this comment was that he focused on African population growth specifically. And Mm -hmm. he was, you know, um, called out for sort of being classist, racist, you know, and really showing his privilege in this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to note that this was um, the Tusk organization focuses on conservation in Africa. So while I think his comment was probably overgeneralized, I don't think it was pointed necessarily. Um, but he has spoken out in the past about um, industrialization and population control on a na- on a global scale mm-hmm. as part of the climate change challenge. Right. And the fact that, you know, as more people come into the world and they want their bigger houses and they want their closer Starbucks, mm-hmm. you know, we do sort of see this deforestation, which is a, a huge global issue. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, you know, it's it's hard, you know, you, you make comments and you, I'm sure he didn't mean it in a, in a specific way, but, you know, things are kind of twisted and, you know, a lot of people take issues with a lot of different things. So kind of got to make sure you, you know exactly what you're saying. Right. And that you read the whole story. The context can be so helpful in these situations. Totally. All right. Well, this is something to look forward to. Duchess Kate announced her plans for her Christmas Carol concert at Westminster Abbey on December 8th. It sounds like it's going to be a really special event and a great way to kick off the holiday season. I think this sounds so fun. I'm so excited that she's spearheaded this project. Um, The 
the carol concert will be hosted at westminster abbey mm -hmm. and the whole theme of the event is just to cheer people up and to really bring cheer after such a difficult time you know the past 18 months two years has been so difficult so the guests will be um charity workers first responders but also people like bereaved parents and family members, people who are without homes at the holidays to really give them a really special experience during this time. I'm just, I'm so excited because I think this sounds like a, such a wonderful program to be put on. It really does. I wonder if Kate's going to get up there and sing maybe a solo <laughs> number. <laughs> they did say that there should be some special musical guests invited mm -hmm. along with the Westminster Abbey Choir. So I'm really excited to see who shows up. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, something for us to look forward to and we're going to be covering it, uh, you know, in the next coming weeks. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But uh, this was big news this week. Prince Charles went to Barbados on November 28th to witness the moment that the country will become a Republican nation and remove Queen Elizabeth as, as its head of state. They had a big ceremony, uh, kind of a big to do. And it was a big deal that Prince Charles was there to kind of witness history being made. I think it was so um, important for Charles to be there as representative of the queen. Um, the country of Barbados really wanted to break all of their colonialist ties. So this was so important to them as their identity as a nation, as a, as a culture. And to have Charles, you know, and by proxy, the queen there supporting this, I think was a really powerful message. And I watched some of the ceremony and it was so moving. And the, the country is clearly so excited about this new step in their history. Yeah, it was beautiful. It definitely looked like they are super excited. And yes, it was a, a big deal that and respectful that Prince Charles was there as well. And I think it just says so much about what the Commonwealth really represents, because mm -hmm. although they are no longer, um, a, you know, a member of the realm, they're still a Commonwealth country. So they're still connected to the dozens of other Commonwealth countries. And I think it's, you know, the representation of Charles being there really keeps those ties strong because the Commonwealth is so powerful as a unit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, now it is time to spill the royalty. And it appears that Prince Charles and Prince William may have a bit of a competitive issue when it comes to the future of the monarchy. Of course, this is all just uh, reports out there. But royal expert Penny Jr. did have some uh, words to say about this maybe competitive nature between the two of them. I know it was a really interesting story. She thinks that William's popularity might cause a, a, you know, some rift between them because William is hugely popular. He's well-beloved. And there's some people who unfortunately still harbor old resentments towards Charles. You know, I've noticed that Charles and William seem incredibly close. They seem to be have a really healthy relationship. And I've also noticed that their work seems to complement each other. There's a little bit of overlap where they can work together, but they represent such a broad range of organizations that I don't know that there's a lot of room for competition just because they do such different things. Right. No, totally. And like you said, I, I feel like they have been stepping out more, doing more uh, events together. And it does seem like their relationship is in a really good place. And I think that this is just, you know, kind of reporting and things like that. I just think that, you know, I think that probably they're both encouraging each other. Yes, they might have different views on things, but they respect each other and have a good father son relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we, we hope so. I, we I hope. think they do look. I love that photo from 
some recent holiday or birthday where they were having a nice hug and Kate snapped a photo on a country walk. That was so sweet. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, now it is time to break down the Royal rules and to help us do that is Christopher Anderson, author of the new book, brothers and wives inside the private lives of William, Kate, Harry, and Megan. Take a look. Before we dive really into the book, I would love to get your take on the palace responding to the book saying that um, Charles's comments about Archie were fiction. Um, I would love to get your response to that and how that conversation really got started. Well, you know, the real fiction here is the denial. You know, this is what the palace always does. Um, they, 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 there's a knee jerk reaction is to say none of it's true. And then later, of course, 90% of the time they have to backtrack. But in this particular case, um, clearly, um, uh, they haven't read the book because if they did, they see that in a sense, it sort of softens the image of the Royal family in terms of race. And what happened is this during the interview, you may recall that, uh, Harry uh, and Meghan spoke of uh, an incident where they, a, a, ro- a royal member of the royal family, who they would not identify, had made um, a comment about how light or dark uh, the skin would be of, of their children and what that would do for the image of the monarchy, what effect it might have. But there were concerns about this. Um, Harry was very, con- you know, uh, shocked, he said. Uh, the Queen issued a statement saying, uh, Recollections may vary, but we'll handle this about what was actually said. We'll handle this behind the scenes of the family. Um, quickly, uh, Harry and Meghan said, uh, issued a statement saying, well, wait a minute, it is, it's not, we want to make sure that everybody knows it's not the Queen who made this comment. It wasn't Prince Philip who made this comment, even though he'd made plenty of other you know, insensitive comments in the past. Um, and uh, I was able to trace this back to the source. I've been at this for 50 years, covered the royal family. You know, I have a long track record of six books, uh, ran People Magazine's Royals coverage in the 70s and 80s, been at it a long time. I have great sources. I was able to trace this back to a comment that was made by Prince Charles to Camilla on the day that the announcement of Harry uh, and Meghan's engagement was made. And what he did was casually turn to her like any grandparent-to-be would do and said, <clears throat> say, I wonder what their children will look like, hair color, eye color, a complexion. I'm grandfather... That goes with the territory. That's what you do. It's very, you know, he did it fondly. But the problem is it was taken, misconstrued, contorted uh, over a period of time by the, the bureaucrats in the palace, uh, the people that Diane used to call them men in gray. And they really weaponized it and turned it into something that was quite uh, nasty by the time it reached Harry's ear. Um, so Harry talked to his father about it. And, uh, and, and both Charles and William, basically the message Harry was getting from them was you're oversensitive, you're overreacting. Um, so that just, you know, kind of uh, complicated what was already a very complicated situation. Mm-hmm. So I wish people in the palace would, uh, you know, take care to read what the book actually said. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what happened when Harry went to William about the, com- about the comments? William feels that he really, people should show him a little more respect than they do. Mm-hmm. He, and he really feels that people should, including his brother, should let up on their father. It's sad right now, by the way, because, you know, Charles and, and Harry, from what I understand, haven't spoken uh, in uh, 18 months. Uh, you know, Charles cut him off financially. There's a lot of bad blood there right now. Uh, uh, William is not returning Harry's phone call. Um, I know that you a, a lot of people have been talking about in the book that you write about the queen or Harry feeling erased from the yeah. family after the Queen's Christmas speech. Can you talk a little bit about that? And was it the Queen's decision to remove Harry and Meghan's photo from uh, the background? 
Well, I think this is a turning point. Uh, you know, there are all sorts of subtle messages that are conveyed in this uh, kind of soap opera that goes on. Uh, every Christmas, there's something called her Queen's Most Gracious Speech. And, and it's really that's the fancy name for her Christmas address. And she usually does it at, San- at Windsor or Sandringham. Uh, in this, in 2018, she, uh, you know, did the usual thing. She had, she sat there gave, in front of a Christmas tree. She gave her Christmas address and there was the family photos. Uh, there were the family photos, in, uh, including Archie and Megan and, and Harry, very prominently displayed. The next year, 2019, while Harry is now agitating to leave uh, and, and the Queen hasn't decided what to do about it, um, uh, she, there's a point at which just before she gives a speech, the director on set you know, asks her which photographs they're, they're spread out and she wants in the shot next to her. And she says, well, we won't be needing that one, pointing to the photograph of the Sussexes. So they were put aside. They were not in the broadcast. So there you had... Uh, in photographs right next to the Queen, the people that clearly were most important to her, uh, the Cambridges, all of them, uh, her uh, parents, uh, her own parents, the King George VI and the Queen Mother, and um, Philip and, uh, you know, Archie, Harry, and Meghan were, were out. And I think that, that was uh, hurtful. And um, as, as you said, a friend told me, a fairy told me that he, you know, felt that he was being erased, in a sense, from the family. Mm-hmm. And it was right after that that they made their, uh, I think that was one of the uh, things that prompted them to issue the statement that they were stepping back from royal, full-time royal life. Mm-hmm. It was almost like the final straw type of thing, or the last push. Yes, yes. That did it. Definitely an interesting read. If you are a royal fan or just want some want some tea, make sure to pick up the book <laughs> because it is really good. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a really uh, interesting read. Totally. All right. Well, moving on to our royal history moment of the week, and the Royal Mint announced a new fifty-piece coin in celebration of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. I can't believe that the Platinum Jubilee is right around the corner. It feels it's so soon. And I feel like we just celebrated her diamond jubilee. That feels so fresh in my mind. Um, I love that the Royal Mint is still releasing these commemorative coins. I think it's so special in terms of, you know, historical significance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the new coin is it's very modern, actually. It's very minimalist. It features um, a 70 with a royal siphon in the middle of the zero. And I I actually like it. I'm not a coin collector, but I thought it was a great design. (laughs) It is. It looks beautiful. And it's definitely something that um, they're going to use to celebrate the upcoming jubilee which is happening what next june yep yep so yeah so i mean it'll be here before you know it (laughs) it's crazy all right before we wrap up we have to check in on the royal kids and we are getting a little insight into some christmas decorations that the royal kids will enjoy courtesy of kate's mom i love this this is so cute you know carol middleton releases little tidbits through her company party pieces and every time she reveals something it's very fun and exciting party pieces is selling these adorable little nordic gnomes mm-hmm. and carol said that her children her grandchildren are just going to find them delightful she said she's going to hide them around the house and they're all going to laugh and you know look around for them i think it's just so fun when she reveals these very down-to-earth snippets yes definitely royals just like us i yeah. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall during like christmas morning um at the royals household it must be just absolutely amazing i know i can't i really can't imagine because you know you think of your own christmas and then you think of what that must look like you know with the 
queen presents. <laughs> Seriously. Oh God, the food, the presents, everything must be a really special, a special day. Yeah. All right. Well, Christine, thank you so much for running down all things Royals with me as always. Thank you so much. This was fun. I can't wait to take a deeper look at that book. Oh, definitely. It's so good. And make sure everybody pick it up. And uh, for more on our interview, head on over to Us Weekly's uh, or keep it right here on Us Weekly's YouTube page and keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>